1: couple of armchair GMs who have yet to be wrong with any of their Timberwolves takes. <laughs> right. It's Flagrant Howls with Phil Mackey and Kyle Tykey
0: Oh, boy. Hello, my friend Kyle. How are you this fine evening? Like Eric Bledsoe once tweeted, I don't want to be here.
1: Um, But uh, that was a tough one. I... I think I texted you this this afternoon, but I really didn't think they were going to win that game. Um, And I was like, it's either going to be a blowout or obviously the Wolves will win close. I didn't really ever think the Lakers would win close. 108, 102, Wolves cover. Um, The most painful way to lose. Right? I mean, if they lose by 30, you just lean into like they're down three rotation guys, they're down two starters, all that stuff. Um, But I mean, yeah, this won't be a good pod for me uh i mean they, they they played they played their asses <laughs> off um there's a lot to get into you know you scored 12 points in the th- in the fourth quarter three of those come with 0.1 seconds left on mike conley's uh three free throws um i don't know where this pod's going to go for i don't know what you're going to say but i just want to take this time quick to just mike conley that was one of the best basketball games i've ever watched um dude's 36 he's As I get older, I watch more and more of the NBA, and I'm just saddened by how young everyone is compared to me. Um, He's one of the guys I've got a couple years on, and that was just—he made every right play. Um, And this would have been way more fun to do if uh, Mike Conley was 23 points, 4 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 steals, a block— and 44 minutes compared to the 24 minutes that DeAndre Russell played in uh, wow. two points. I love but,
0: that. I love the, the the bitterness. The bitterness is palpable right now. I it's love. It's tough. The, it's tough. The Conley. The, all we have right now. All we have right now is the Conley uh win. I guess. That's, here. It. That's
1: all we got. I mean, what a hell of a trade uh, for Tim <laughs> Conley to, to to pull those two guys. Nah, was I don't think Nah scored. No, he did. He had 11. That was uh he had that dunk I remember. But yeah, overall. You had him. I mean, you played. Carl was the best player on the court for probably about 24 to 30 minutes. Um, yeah, I know you'll probably get into it like the foul trouble, but they had one big <laughs> to throw against what is one of the bigger lineups in the league. They got nothing from Nate Knight. Um, obviously, Rudy's at home. You don't have Nas Reed. Luca Garza can't play in this stuff because of his two-way deal. So, yeah, it's, it's sappy. Um, a loss is a loss. You put yourself uh, up against it on Friday now, but I'm just, I'm a fan and I I was proud of that performance, but the, the toughest way to lose is a, is a tight game when you pretty much had it in hand for, I don't know, 42 minutes.
0: Yeah. It's kind of a, all right. I have, I have one, I, I, at some point I should just read you like the snippets of notes. I was just like taking notes throughout the game. It's just in, in my notes are just like a series of takes in the moment. And so, (laughs) I'd love to read By you some of those at some point. This is like a journal. In, it is. <laughs> 7.30 no, it is. Pacific time. I should just publish Crax's it. first beer, 12.5. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you kind of nailed it in that it's it is classic Timberwolves, dude. Classic Timberwolves to have the double-digit lead in the second half. Everything's going well. And then a combination of them shooting themselves in the foot. Um, sometimes it's just like guys getting injured randomly in the second half of games, some of it's the officials, right? They can just never hold a double-digit lead in the second half. But my biggest takeaway from this game, and I'm curious to see where it goes, and I'd like to know more about why it happened, this was one of the worst games of Anthony Edwards' three-year career to this point. He was atrocious. And for everything that was said, rightfully so, about Carl Anthony Towns in last year's playing game, I mean, D'Lo had to bail out the entire team against the Clippers last year. And for how much people dumped on Carl Anthony Towns, just sort of like losing his mind and getting caught up in the moment, Um, I guess I'm going to stop a little short of that with Ant because it looked like he I mean, the guy took a a head over, uh, you know, tea kettle fall on the court, maybe has a concussion. I was going to say there's a non zero percent chance that he has a concussion, but I will say this in the shoulder, like the shoulder was clearly jacked up and it just looked like a nasty fall. He was terrible before that happened. He was, I think he was like one for seven or one for eight before that fall happened. And so he, he was well on his way to one of the worst stinkers of his young career to this point. So I just, I don't think it's fair for me. I'm just going to speak for myself. I can't sit here and rip Carl Anthony Towns for no showing playing games and playoff games. I can't sit here and rip on D'Lo for no showing games and then not call out Anthony Edwards for being three for 17 from the field. 0 for nine from three point range when literally all they needed for him was like two extra baskets at any point in regulation and they would have won that game before overtime. Yeah, no, I, I I'm I
1: mess with that. Like I, I like to keep your same energy stuff. Um I uh listen again, if if you want thorough uh objective analysis, go listen to Dane for this pod because uh that's not what you're gonna get from me. I thought Ant played his ass off defensively. He was bad offensively, but defensively he gets that block at the end of the first. um, And he, he's thrust into something now where it's like, Hey, you know, Carl starts cooking, but you don't really know if Carl's going to cook. So it's like, Hey, we need you to be really good offensively, but we don't really have a lot defensively. I mean, he, he was in LeBron's Jersey early in that first half when, when TP would sit. So, but I'm with you. I mean, at the end of the day, it's, you know, we would do the same to D'Angelo Russell, to Colin Towns, to any of these guys. So, but I really uh, – one of the things about Ant, as we learned through his three years, and he's 21 still, so I I just have a hard time criticizing him too much, and that makes me soft, but he just doesn't know how to really deal with injuries. Um, some guys do. Anthony Davis does because he's injured 394 <laughs> days a year, but yeah. Ant just doesn't. And, I mean, that's that spill he took was him also just trying to rebound, but, I mean, I thought he landed on his head uh, – and then, I mean, his shoulder, he just, yeah, he just didn't have it. And he started to do that thing again. And this is probably where the criticism comes in. He He's standing in the corner. And, he, you know, they, they throw Vando on him. Vando, as we know, as Wolves fans, like Vando's one of the best on-ball defenders in the league. So mm-hmm. he gave him fits. Um, I was just scrolling through the timeline. Not to not to pivot, but I thought this, this is an interesting stat that I also want to throw out. Uh, just an interesting stat. Free throw attempts in the second half and overtime. Lakers yeah, 17 Wolves three, and in those the, three those came three, with point 0.1 seconds left. Yeah, <laughs> and again, it, I, I'm yeah. not really like there was some tough whistles. Carl's fifth foul. It's again, I don't know. I just I played the whole forty eight. Like Carl was the only reason they had a lead. Really, I mean he was cooking. Again, he was the best player on the court for those first half. But yeah, that you got to box out. It's always been a bugaboo for them. It's why they gave up extra possessions to the Grizzlies. I mean, this really felt. Phil, like the Grizzlies series where it's like that the best team tonight the best team didn't win like just in in this version I of agree it. Uh, and that and that's a tough pill to swallow um you can you can cross it off as some you know the young guy learning in Ant but you had a lot of veterans out there uh, Kyle TP um, Carl you know he's not a young guy anymore so it's a tough one it's a it's a it's a tough game uh you still got one more I mean I. I used the analogy last week that they they wrote their book report the the night before it's due, but they had a lot of time to get out of having to write this book report. They could have been a six seed and had a week off and mm-hmm. you know let everyone rest, and then you probably don't punch each other and you probably don't break your hand, right? So
0: and, and now who knows what's going to happen on Friday because now you're adding Rudy Gobert back in the mix. Yep, and I, and yeah, and it, it, it'll it'll help to have and let's a body. See what happens
1: with Ant? I mean, let's really, I, he's going to be questionable on on an injury report come Thursday or Friday, just because that's kind of what the Wolves do, but um he just didn't show up he didn't show up uh even when he took a couple shots he just couldn't get to the rim and part of that too is like when the it doesn't really matter who else the lakers throw out there but when it's vandal lebron and ad that's that's tough uh but he just you know i think he's averaged like 27 points a game against the lakers in his career and for him to score single digits is uh it's a tough look what'd you think of a? Uh, what'd you think just 48 minutes maybe peaks and valleys what'd you think of finch
0: so I thought the fourth quarter was brutal and yep. I think, you know, this is what's tough to weigh is like on one hand, I was all ready to come on this podcast and just praise a crazy depleted team for for bouncing back, you know, from that debacle on Sunday that turned out to be a win, but just like everything, all the drama of the last 48 mm-hmm. hours. Yeah. yeah, but at the end of the day you know this team you know Carl Anthony Towns and, and Anthony Edwards were on the court for the majority of the fourth quarter and Mike Conley was on the court it wasn't it wasn't like this is what I this is the problem I have with the fourth quarter you score 12 points you went like 6 minutes with nothing and and it, it wasn't like you were running a bunch of backdoor cuts and movement and swinging the ball around and I know guys were kind of exhausted cuz you you were essentially playing a six man rotation in the second half but like to answer your question thoroughly unimpressed with Chris Finch in the fourth quarter. Um I just I don't I don't think you can continue running the same stagnant thing. Anthony Edwards exhausted is going to dribble the ball for 15 20 seconds and they're going to do a half ass pick and roll with Carl Anthony Towns. And then how many times did they give the ball to Carl Anthony Towns one-on-one against Anthony Davis and he realizes oh I can't actually get by Anthony Davis and so then the offense bogs down again. It's like that the the whole fourth quarter felt like Let's try Carl anthony Towns one-on-one and Anthony Davis. Nope, that's not going to work. Oh, let's see if Anthony Edwards has a drop of gas left in the tank. Okay, nope, that's not going to work. Then maybe Torian Prince, Kyle Anderson, or Mike Conley can bail us out with some sort of miracle shot. Um, and it just it, it felt to me like is there, is there nothing else that can be done here schematically or strategically? Is this it?
1: And bravo, I think you're right. I would say of all the times that I've defended Finch, and it probably rings hollow, to your question of is this it this might be the one time where it's like that's it <laughs> because when i look at this box score again you said they they, they basically played six guys right i know jalen noel had 13 minutes uh jordan mclaughlin had 10 minutes uh they felt like a hundred and they were all bad um i'm a jordan mclaughlin fan he was 0 for 5 no rebounds no assists he was brutal dude two turnovers, eight. Minus 10, I guess Kyle Anderson was a team worse, minus 14, but he was everywhere. Uh, you, and Nate Knight gave two minutes and was just like, oh, but it's not a Nate Knight Knight. Uh, so I don't I mean every guy in the Wolves lineup played 41 minutes or more. And the only reason Carl only played 41 is because he had five fouls. So, I mean, it's not, not an apology, but I just, if Ant's injured, and we've really figured out after, you know, 200 games with Ant, that if he's hurt, he's just kind of like, not scared, but nervous or just, you know, timid. Timid's probably the right word. Uh, I don't know what else they had. Because Torian Prince had LeBron on him, and Carl had AD on him, and Kyle's not uh, gonna get you a lot of buckets. And it was actually ironic in those final six minutes when they're not scoring, that would have actually been a really good time to have Rudy Gobert <laughs> because yeah. Mike would have got him in a pick and roll, Kyle would have got him in a pick and roll. They would have just at a worst case scenario, you get Rudy, you know, four free throws and he hits one of them or two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, that was actually probably the spot where you missed him the most. But they just yeah, they just look the. If you want a gruesome, gruesome, not safe for work, go look at the four guys who came off the Wolves bench. Um, Nikhil, I thought, was great again. Gave him a lot of energy.
0: He was. And actually, Jalen Noel had some classic Jalen Noel moments. Yep. yep. Um, Like both good and bad. And he had a couple big shots. I think think he was a minus six out there, but I think his presence was sort of break-even for me. Like if you would have told me, uh, just with the eye test, he's going to play 13 minutes. He's going to make four shots. And, you know, it's not going to be a total train wreck. Carl um, Anthony Towns what an interesting game for him because in the first half he was flawless in the first half it was one of the it, he hasn't played in that many like big time spotlight sort of do or die type games he's got the uh, the two playoff series he's played in uh, and then the play-in game last year and he's been atrocious in about half of those games yep objectively atrocious and tonight it was like he came out, he was he was composed. He was stoic for the most part in the first half. And I don't think he missed a shot in the first half, dude. I think he was like five for five or six for six in the first half. And he had twenty points, or whatever it was. Uh in the second half. I get that they put a focus on him. They weren't just gonna let him, you know, get open for three and whatnot. But you just He acts like every foul is a terrible call. And how could you possibly call that, right? It's at some point the foul numbers for him over time speak for themselves. Like you, you're playing basically a six or seven man rotation. You can't get handsy in some of these spots. You can't fight for every single position on the low block. Just, you have to just be smarter. You have to just be more composed as the game goes along. And so, you know, a lot of people are going to chalk. In, and I, I by, by the way, you brought up the officiating discrepancy, and I do agree. The second half officiating in particular was awfully fishy, it's awfully just, fishy.
1: It's a strike zone changing every but time.
0: But Carl Anthony Towns has a habit of getting up to five and oftentimes even six personal fouls in big games. And you just can't do that. And in the second half, where was he? Dude, they needed like two more buckets in the second half, and it's just Mike Conley reigning threes and Torian Prince and Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and they they just needed in the second half Anthony Edwards or Carl Anthony Towns to give you a little something more. Um, I don't think it's too much to ask for your superstar players to be great for the full game when the season's on the line, when playoff seeding and all these things are on the line. Um, like that's why you're paying Carl Anthony towns, not to play a great first half, but to play a great total game and knock it into foul trouble. So I guess that's my, man. I'm sorry. I, was, I loved his first half at the end of the day. You're going to look back and say, oh, he went for 24, uh, 11 and five. He, uh, you know, only missed four shots and was a plus 19, but like the dude was Houdini in the second half. So I got to rip him a little bit too, unfortunately.
1: Nope. <laughs> and I have no problem with that. Um, I, I just am going to. Stand, I mean, I'm not, I don't care who the player is. I'm just going to stand by the fact if you play 41 minutes and it's against Anthony Davis and the Lakers and LeBron James at Staples Center or the Crypt, uh, you're going to get five fouls. Because again, like they're just, they had no one else to do it. I mean, LeBron had five fouls and he probably had 13 of them. Um, but yeah, Minnesota moves to 36 and 19 now, 19 losses when they have double digit leads. Uh, and that is.
0: That's insane.
1: So with Portland being eliminated not playing anymore, they tied the Blazers for the most losses this season after leading by double digits. And I, that stat's still a little wonky to me because you could be up 12 right? And then the game kind of balances out. But that's a trend. And that's, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't... Finch's offense is... I mean, Phil, I think you probably could come up with a football analogy at the top here. But it's just, it, it's really beautiful, right? Those first three quarters and then when it just gets stagnant, it's just yeah. three and out. Three and out and three and out. I mean, it's one thing to get good looks and miss them. That's totally cool, but uh, you just they didn't even get good looks, and it felt like on the call, uh, Reggie Miller a lot of times was like, "There's five seconds left on the shot clock. Like, what, what, what offense are you running? What are you getting into?" So, but I also again just come to that's not. I mean, that's not AD really. Like, they don't really just hey AD, here's the ball at thirty feet, five seconds left, go do your thing. They find them ways to get the ball. That's not really Carl's game either. And it's just like if Ants. In the corner, I mean, another guy they missed, too, was like Jaden would have been great defensively, but the Wolves were great defensively. They could have just used Jaden to take someone off the dribble because Mm -hmm. if AD is on on Carl and let's say LeBron is maybe on Ant or LeBron is, you know, hiding somewhere in the corner, like at least you could get a couple buckets from Jaden or just get the ball moving a little more. So I don't know if he's – I'm just kind of perusing Twitter because I'm in my feelings. Uh, Chris Finch on Carl Anthony Towns after the game, he was in a heck of a rhythm until they whistled him to the bench. So
0: Finch, uh, with another, another so he's inter- taking, taking a sideway shot. shot. I don't, I don't know. Like I'm trying to think back. I don't think any of Carl's fouls were bad calls. No, no,
1: no, 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 no. I don't, I don't think that either. I just, uh, I actually thought for the first half, I had a couple of buddies over and we were like, this is a really well-officiated game. I thought because they were letting things go. I know a quick peruse of Twitter people, Lakers fans were mad, but it was just like, I thought it was, they just let a lot of things go. That's how you want to see these playoff games. Uh, but yeah, I mean 17 to 3 free throws in the second half and overtime is pretty a blemish. I also just wonder if I go back and look at the shot chart, how many times the Wolves were in the paint. Yeah. Uh, do they get in the paint and they see AD and they're just frightened. And he he's fantastic. He's a well, Hall of Fame it, player on both ends, but
0: but well, like the other thing too is, you know, you know, the Lakers the Lakers need a bucket in the second half. The Lakers need a bucket in the fourth quarter. And it just turns into and, and the whole game was a mess for both sides. And I get that LeBron is one of the two or three greatest players of all time. So it's tough to compare, like, Anthony Edwards to LeBron James. It would be nice at some point if we could make that comparison, but it's not realistic right now. But what the Lakers do is, okay, here's our two dudes, Anthony uh, uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron James, and they are just going to go impose their will. They're going to force the official to sometimes, like, there's a savviness about getting the foul call, and I don't think Anthony Edwards has learned that as much yet. And sometimes it's because he's just he just blows through contact. He's not great at, you know, think about how annoyed you get watching Chris Paul, how annoyed you get watching LeBron James. Like, it's very frustrating as an opposing fan to watch those players, but those guys are brilliant selling to officials when there's contact. When it's kind of a 50-50, they're just like, that's part of the game. And... I think Anthony Edwards hasn't learned that part of the game yet on a night where you can't make a shot. Your shoulder is out of whack. Yeah. Maybe you're even mildly concussed. You got to shoot more than four free throws. Yep. Yeah. yeah. You, have, no, you I mean, have to, you have to make, and I don't want to hear like, well, you know, like there was a couple times where he definitely got screwed. I think the last layup he tried, like LeBron James literally hacked his arm and there's yeah. going to be some of that stuff too. But by and large, at some point as he gets older, I think he's going to learn. I'm not even like, I'm kind of criticizing him, but I'm saying like as he gets older, he will hopefully learn how to get to the line 10 times in a game like this instead of four. On the cat side, because that's the other guy, right? We need a bucket. It's got to come from ant. It's got to come from cat. I think cat has he has sort of flailed and complained his way out of the benefit of the doubt of officials like officials. He is sort of the, the NBA basketball player who cried wolf when it comes to foul calls. He flails and he's so animated all the time that he's just not going to like he's I, I think I think he does a bad job of um, uh, ingratiating himself with officials, I guess is what I'm saying.
1: Yeah. It's too late on the West Coast for us to go at it. Uh, Luka Doncic made a money sign to the officials and it was like seventh and free throw attempts in the league. Um, so but, I, but, 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 but I'm with you. The,
0: but he fits the first category. He's brilliant at selling contact,
1: right? Okay, and that's that's where that's where you are on it. I just, I mean, I didn't. I'll have to watch it again because I kind of just blacked out since seven thirty. But uh <laughs> I didn't think. I, I mean, the the fifth follows you just got to box out. You just got to box them out. I mean, AD sells it too, but like you said, it's because AD is good at that, and the Wolves mm-hmm. just don't have those guys that kind of grift their way and and sell contact a lot. I mean, Mike Conley probably does it the best, right? Like he'll flop his way or TP does it too. But yeah, Mm -hmm. Carl doesn't, um, when he flops, he doesn't get the call. So I think you're right on that. I just, I don't know. I always, Mike Conley's got some tough whistles since he got to Minnesota. And everyone told me Mike Conley had the best rapport with the league. Like he ran the officials association and Mike Conley still gets a tough whistle too. So I'm with you. I mean, I was just, again, Alan Horton had this one. Over the last 11 minutes of the fourth quarter overtime, the Wolves missed 14 of 16 shots and had eight turnovers. That, I don't really know. Phil, how that, that's just on Finch. <laughs> I mean, you know, and if Ant can't give you anything and you don't have Jaden and you don't have Nas and Rudy is better offensively than, you know, the 49th minute of Kyle Anderson, uh, you just got to run more stuff. Yeah. Like, you just got to run. I mean, the, the free-flowing offense is beautiful, but you got to have... And I will say, because it's a, it's a Jekyll and Hyde, like, Finch, what are you doing? That uh, final play in regulation... It's like, oh, is Carl going to take this three? Is the twenty-one-year-old All Star going to take that play? Was only designed for Mike Conley. Mm-hmm. Like that was a hell of a play to get Mike in the corner to get a shot. I don't know how Anthony Davis fouled him,
0: but yeah, it's yeah. just it's just that was, a, that it's was an a, incredibly dumb dude. If I'm a Lakers fan, oh man. If you go watch it too, so like
1: dumb. AD <laughs> takes the longest step in the world with his foot, and it's like as soon as he does, they like, oh, he's going to follow, and Mike Mike kind of flops again too. But yeah, um, yeah I mean, I thought. 3 quarters man 3 quarters I think they're up 7 at the end of the third but uh don't don't ever don't tell your friends don't tell your grandchildren that they scored 12 in the fourth quarter because I don't think that's true they scored 9 they had 9 yes. points through 11 minutes and 59 seconds um and that's just inexcusable you know it's just one of those things that's like we just got to get a couple field goals we just got to get a couple baskets here and there uh and they there was just so many times in my memory where they were just 6 seconds 5 seconds and Carl is like I mean again it Carl's defense in that point is like, dude, Carl's not going to go by Anthony Davis. Torian Prince had a couple of times where It's like, dude, TP, there's four seconds left and LeBron's on you. Like, just move it or do yeah. something. So this is
0: Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcast or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. Dude, how many times did, uh, did J-Mac attempt? L- I think it was like three different times he tried to go to the rack for a layup, and LeBron James just swats the ball out of bounds. Well, how did how did our guy J-Mac go from being a straw that stirs the drink for the first two months? Of, I guess the calf injury maybe derailed him a little bit, but... And
1: he might, yeah, he might still be coming back from it, but it's just with the thing with him is he just can't consistently shoot. Yeah, so oh oh for five. Uh, There was a play, if I'm remembering right, where he catches the ball at second half, but he's in the corner, uh, left corner, has a chance to hit a three. I think they're up ten, could have pushed it to thirteen, misses. They run out in transition, and then Beasley hits a three. Now it's seven, Uh, and that's just a killer. Like it's just a killer to not. Again like I'm I'm fairly proud of them how they performed every guy you can look at and say he was good he was good Kyle Anderson 12 13 assists 5 rebounds 4 steals 4 blocks like what the bleep um but you your margin is so small your margin is so small when you punch a player or you punch a wall or you break your wrist right like the wolves have essentially four good hands out of three players sitting on the bench uh and it's just it's just a, a tough look. But, yeah, the McLaughlin minutes were terrible. They pretty much figured out they couldn't do night right away. So it's like, Gosh, I don't know, yeah. they, they they put Carl in. If I go back and look at the fourth, I thought they put Carl in a little early. I think there was like eight minutes left, and maybe it was like a five- or seven-point game. But it's I also so get it with It's tough, though. Finch. It's like if you, if right. you
0: leave him out, because at the time, I think the Wolves yeah, were like do, a yeah, like plus yeah. 25 with him on the court or something, and then a minus 13. But you kind of, like, just to go along with your box score, you know, perusing here. I think what's interesting is and I'll give you okay, I even though I'm I'm definitely nitpicking Carl's second half in this game, no, I'll that's, give you that's fine. I'll give you the complete you know, if you would have told me before the game, you don't know how it's gonna happen, but he's gonna give you forty one minutes. He's gonna go eight for twelve from the floor, twenty four points, eleven rebounds, five assists, uh three blocks, take it or leave it, I would say. I'll take that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah, take that, yeah. right? So so I'll just I'll I'll give you Carl. The only guy if, if we're not counting Nate Knight and Jordan McLaughlin, the only guy that didn't meet or wildly exceed box score expectations in this game was Anthony Edwards. Yep. Yep. And, and you wound up, you know, you're, you're in overtime. You had a double, you had a freaking 15 point lead in the third quarter. And it's just going to be if, and who, and maybe we can preview this for a couple minutes before we say goodbye here, but. Um, the Friday night games. But if you don't, if, if 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 Friday night is just a letdown because guys are banged up and Rudy's back is still bad and the chemistry is weird and you lose a game to Oklahoma City or something, you're going to look back at this and say, man, if Ant would have gone five for 17 instead of three for 17 in this game, or lo and behold, like if he shows up and goes 11 for 17 and joins Carl Anthony Towns, do they blow the Lakers out in this game? So I think you just have to hope that it's just one of those sort of uh, light a spark type learning experiences for him. Um, And maybe I think here's another thing, too. This is more of an existential Anthony Edwards thought. I think so highly of him, Kyle. And I'm trying to not put him. I'm trying not to set his bar at like LeBron and some of the best players in the NBA because that's not fair. The likely scenario for him is that he comes in lower than that, like that his peak in three or four years is all NBA, but he's not like carry your franchise to five championships level good. And I'm trying to figure out how to judge him. Like he's 21 now. I wanted more out of him tonight. He's also banged up. And I'm trying to figure out like what is the expectation bar for him this year, this week, next year going forward, you know?
1: You know what's funny is that he should be he should be ridiculed tomorrow. I mean, unless we find out he like dislocated his shoulder or had a concussion, he should be cooked, uh, like uh, nationally. Like he should be on all the first takes up, and he should be like the kid went zero for nine from three, and that will tell me that he's made it, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Like the, the the best guys in the league. Like when Paul George gives you three for twenty, he gets cooked, and Paul George is referred to around the league as a superstar. So. If if the heat comes at Ant tomorrow for not showing up, uh, when the lights were bright, despite whatever injury he might have sustained, in a weird messed up way, to me that's almost like a a sign that the kid is elevated. Because, uh, in other situations, if it was just a talented twenty one year old, you know, you'd be like, oh, you know, he just he's got some talent, he's got some upside. But like this kid just made an all star team two months ago, so uh, he deserves he deserves the ridicule because. If you're on my thing has always been, you know, and I think this is how Finch coaches, if you can check in, then you gotta play how you play. Like you can't be just a decoy. I don't think Finch believes in that. Like if Ant can play forty one minutes, then you have to do something. You have to be aggressive. And the thing that killed him is that he was 0 for 9 from 3. Obviously, some of those came in overtime and stuff, but if his jumper's not there and he's clearly showed that he can shoot, uh, but if his jumper's not there, it just allows that defender to just have a half step more, just to you know Vando can take a half step back. LeBron can take a half step back. Reeves yeah. or whoever's on him. Uh. But yeah, it's tough. Though I was just looking at the play-by-play with 6:01 left in the fourth. Kyle Anderson kicks it to Mike Conley for a 24-foot uh, three to make it 95-88 with 6:01 left. Mm-hmm. The Wolves had 95 points all the way until point one. Yeah. Uh, and again, so 90. What did I say? 95-88. The Wolf or the in that next six minutes. The Lakers, led by LeBron James, led by Anthony Davis, only scored 10 points. Um, This loss will sting and hurt, and God forbid, we'll see how they recover on Friday. But I also would say, too, just all their stuff aside, Carl's included in this. One of the best defensive performances I've ever seen. I mean, that Mm -hmm. team was on a string defensively. uh, But you just got to find ways to get get points, and they just completely ignored the paint. Um, But, I mean, we just when you thought it was over too like that Torian and prince steal i've never seen someone steal the ball from lebron dude, like the, fact that,
0: the fact that Torian and prince and mike conley had like like the types of steals that you never see in those situations when you're like playing the, the the foul game like they it's incredible dude how many things actually went right for the timberwolves in this game you know i think if you know, the, the, the officiating kind of went against them in the second half but so many things that you don't usually see happen you know going into the game most people correctly said uh Lakers are probably going to you know have their way in the paint and rebounding and all those things. The Wolves have to shoot lights out from 3 if they want to stay in this game and win it. And they start yep. hot from 3. Like yep. all these Good. things oh. all these things went their way and uh um, And
1: I don't I don't I'm not even thinking about Rudy but it's just like yeah, points in the paint. uh Phil points it out. 54-36. Uh Lakers. I mean, that's what they do. That's how they're they're going to get into uh when they play the Grizzlies now in a series, which is by the way I think we should quickly talk about Friday and then just talk about kind of how this all sets up. Uh, Grizzlies-Lakers are going to be fantastic. Um, I don't really have a lot of optimism to give you. I mean, I still think, like, let's, you know, it's 44 minutes a piece for these guys. They're going to be exhausted. They get on a plane tonight. They go to Minnesota. They do have the rest advantage. That's part of the bonus of being a 7 or 8 seed. Uh, Thunder and Pelicans obviously play on Wednesday night. Um, but you just got to figure out, A way to, I guess, recover. I don't think Finch is going to extend his his rotation much. But if there's one thing I can say that'll be positive is that I just think without Jaden and he's done done. Like you know, obviously he's not going to come back this postseason. Take all the emotion aside of tonight, I much rather would play the Nuggets. You and I have been on the record about. I think I called them Purdue. (laughs) Uh, Being, I called them a.
0: I called him a fake one seed, and that, that got some traction. I got some NBA traction Twitter. on
1: the uh, on the national <laughs> side of things. Uh, I, I I mean, again, you would have loved to win tonight and have five days to rest and and you know go to couples therapy for Kyle and Rudy. But I still think that if you just make the playoffs and now you get a game at home, that's kind of you know win or go home or win or stay home. I guess. Uh they match up better with the Nuggets just because I don't know how they would have stopped Jaws. So I mean, the the Grizzlies have some injuries too, but. Yeah, Phil, we uh we pivot, we pivot to to Friday. I mean, I, I don't know what your initial thoughts are. I mean, we don't know the opponent, but
0: I I have uh, yeah. I'll just give you like a thirty second take on that, and then we can we can wrap this too. We, by the way, thank you to everyone who's hanging out with yeah, us here. Yeah, dude, thanks. I don't almost this is... almost one o'clock in the morning uh, Central Time, and um, if you're if you're hanging out with us here on the Score North YouTube channel, please click subscribe and the like button, and uh, we'll keep feeding you not only Timberwolves-related discussions and takes and content here on Flagrant House, but also uh, Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd, Judd's Hockey Show. They were live after the wild game tonight. So I think it's a benefit that they do have the extra day, like you get the rest of the week until Friday now, to sort of sit in your feelings, to practice, for Anthony Edwards to get healthier. Um, I have no idea what's going to happen on Friday. I have no idea how they're going to respond to this. I have no idea how Rudy Gobert is going to fit back into this thing. Um, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm very curious, and we could do this episode, you know, if it happens. But if they lose on Friday and they come up short of the playoff bracket, really curious to see what the fallout is. Oh, I think, sure, I sure. think if, I think there's a chance you could justify if you, if you get in and like you said, if you, if you take the nuggets deep or something, you know, six or seven games, you could talk yourself into as a franchise. All right. Well, man, Carl was out and we, you know, the go, the go edition. We just never, things got really weird and we just never, never had a chance. But look, when it all finally came together, we, we almost took the one seed uh and eliminated them, like you could I'm saying you could talk yourself into as a yeah. franchise running it back again for the yep. most part, yeah, if they lose on Friday, I wouldn't be shocked if Chris Finch goes. I wouldn't be shocked if it leads to some sort of bigger trade involving Carl Anthony Towns. I'm just like that would be a pretty huge franchise disaster, considering what the expectations were before the season. so a lot a lot to be determined on Friday I, night, I guess
1: I think that's what kind of makes the NBA sweet. In a sense, is that, uh, I don't know, maybe in football, maybe not, maybe in baseball, but like we can hype, we can kind of uh, hypothesize all these different things that happen, but it'll literally depend on what happens 48 minutes on Friday. If the Wolves beat the Lakers tonight and the Lakers now have to play in the next playing game, like it just happened, the Heat lost at home to the Hawks. Like if the Wolves do pull this out and then the Lakers somehow lose on Friday, they probably trade Anthony Davis. Like, I mean, they have the same reactionary, like, yeah. wait, you blew the playing games mm-hmm. and all this stuff. So, uh, a w- I mean, that's that's the razor's edge of – it's not just Wolves stuff. I mean, that's the razor's edge of the league. This morning, there was rumors that Trey Young was going to get traded, and then he was the best player on the court. It's just that's, that's how small the margin is in the NBA in 2023. So, yeah, you get a home game. You'll have the rest advantage. Um, it's weird because it's like if you were just sending this Wolves team back, you'd be like, all right, that's cool. You have no idea – I mean – I think net positive. We would both say that Carl had at least one more plus than he had a minus tonight. But he doesn't look good against next to Rudy. <laughs> so it's like we got a great Carl game for the most part. But now, I mean, do you expect a good Carl yeah. game on Friday? Um,
0: but that I will say this about the about the Carl game tonight. You know, again, if 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 you aspire to go deep in the Western Conference playoffs, right? Like that's the whole the whole goal here. At, at some point in the next few years, is to go deep in the playoffs. Carl, who's a super max player, was very clearly not one of the uh, two best players tonight. Like, if you, to, first half, he was excellent. I'm saying over the course of like the next month, are you going to take Carl over Anthony Davis? Are you going to take Carl over LeBron? You know, are you going to take Carl over Kevin Durant? Carl over Devin Booker? Carl over, you know, name your, you know, Steph Curry? Like, when you start to stack Carl up in these playoff games against some of the other players that are also super max players, it's obvious to me that he needs to be secondary to hopefully Ant or th- or tertiary like a Kevin Love if you want to really make noise in the playoffs. It, you can't just be putting it all on Carl is what I'm saying. I'm not saying you should boot him. I'm not saying you should like kick him off the island for nothing. I'm saying if your franchise aspires to go deep in the Western Conference playoffs, it can't run through Carl. He needs to be a piece of it. Potentially. It can't run through Carl. He's not capable. He's just like, otherwise it would have happened by now in seven or eight years. So I thought that was pretty evident in the second half tonight, especially.
1: I think you're one of my best friends. So I don't think we'll ever really fight. Uh, I just think that if Ant has 13 points and not nine, we come on this and we're like, holy shit, Carl Anthony Towns was awesome again tonight. (laughs) So, I mean, I I know the foul trouble is a thing, but I just, uh, I don't know. I mean, I I thought you this. If you the only pop people should listen to this is the first three minutes because Phil killed it at the beginning. Like, if you're going to criticize Carl against the Clippers and you're going to criticize D'Lo against the Grizzlies, you got to criticize Ant against the Lakers because I thought, again, Carl, you're, everything you said, you're never going to take him over KD or Booker or any of those guys, but he gave you about as much as he couldn't. He gave you, in my opinion, a max performance tonight, but he had no one really alongside him. So, and then again, it's just the following. It's It's... Phil we're seven years or something into this and it's just like I, I don't you play yeah. a lot of minutes you're gonna get a couple fouls but um, I'd have to rewatch the game but that moment where you just don't box out AD I mean you watch how Kyle Anderson boxes out guys and he just he holds that pose for an extra second uh, it's a tough one it's tough and it, and it sucks because like I said I would have come on here and been happy if they lost by 30 and everyone sat out in the fourth quarter because it's like alright whatever We'll run it back on friday but it's it's that grizzlies feeling again it's like you can't keep you know winning games for 38 minutes 42 minutes and then losing them yeah. so and, th- and that's why i don't think it's really a hot take for you to say like at some point if you're tied for the league lead and losing double-digit games or you know leads yeah. someone's gonna probably have to take the fall i don't know how you run it back from that unless You just try to sell the Kool Aid of, well, we had, you know, 36 or we had 54 double digit leads on the season. So, yeah. I don't know, man. I need a hug. We'll see. (laughs) We'll
0: see what happens on Friday. Uh, I think that's probably a wrap for us here so we can uh, get some sleep. And I don't know. Jared Vanderbilt comes up in Wolvesville tomorrow, I guess. Jared
1: Vanderbilt, D'Angelo Russell, and Malik Beasley, the three former Wolves that were traded, combined for seven points tonight. This would have D'Lo been D'Lo was a ghost man. That this was a would, this bad would have been performance. Such a fun pod had they had won.
0: <laughs> I know
1: this is two sides of it. Two sides God, of it.
0: I am. I'm still. Even though the Lakers won, I am begging the D'Lo defenders. Where are you tonight? Enter my timeline. Come on in. Would love to hear from you tonight. Mike Conley is washed. You guys are idiots, dude. Tonight, Mike Conley was the adult in the room that we talked about a month and a half ago. D'Lo was on the bench watching Dennis Schroeder bring the Lakers back in the second half.
1: I probably needed to at least mention that guy's name because he was also phenomenal. I mean, he really is an awesome, like Jaden like defender in, on a as a guard. Uh, and he like weirdly twisted his ankle on D'Lo, uh, and I thought he was cooked for the rest of the game. But he came back and hit a couple of shots. I don't know. Um, the Wolves needed Rudy for no other reason tonight than when Schroeder hit that three in the corner and had a full celebration in front of the Wolves' bench. Rudy should have punched him. That's who you punch <laughs> because that was just about the most egregious. I mean, I don't think they call taunting in the NBA, which is totally fine, but he was standing there doing the ice in his veins. It was a tough one to watch. But what a game. What a game. Yeah. Mike Conley, shout out to you. Uh, shout out to Austin Reeves, who gets a so, really good whistle.
0: Yeah, yeah, well. Yeah. Well, that's a wrap here on Flagrant Howls. Boy. Yeah, could have been, could have been something special tonight, but alas, it is the Minnesota Timberwolves. So we appreciate you guys hanging out with us late here. We'll see what happens on Friday night. He's Kyle. I'm Phil. Thanks for uh, supporting your favorite Timberwolves lifestyle podcast.